Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, we all have things that we want from our spouse, but there's a big difference between a desire and a need, and we're going to unpack that a little bit today. I'm John Fuller, along with professional marriage counselors and uh, the folks that run the marriage department here at Focus on the Family, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, how do you define the difference between a desire and a need? You know, there is there is a difference, and often we get that confused. A need is something that you cannot survive without. I mean, I need oxygen. I need food. Versus a desire is something that helps me to feel loved. It's something that I want. It's a preference. It's something okay. I like. And, you know, if we have a, a, a desire and we put that out to our spouse, and, you know, I desire, Greg, for you to hold my hand and to sit next to me and watch Hallmark movies, um, a desire can always be met with a no, that no, I can't do that. Otherwise, it is a demand. Hmm. So it's just differentiating between those things. Okay. So desire, demand, need, Need, want. Preference. Yeah. There's a whole range of things that trip us up in our relationship. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit more about this from Dr. Kevin Lehman. Uh, He spoke with Focus President Jim Daly and Jim's wife, Jean, and discussed some of the biggest things you and your spouse might trip over in your conversations. Because of uh, the humor of it all, let's quickly restate the three things that uh, men need to know about wives. What are the core things they need? Say them again. Yeah. You know, as a man, just a reminder, this is simple as ABC, affection, okay, and affection takes all different forms. It's that little touch. It's that single rose. It's that little note you wrote and put a stamp on it. Put it in the mail. It's all those little, it's that email that says, I can't wait to get home. And when you walk in the door, part of affection is, honey, what can I do to help? If you've got little ankle biters around, I'm telling you, <laughs> she sees you as the best reliever in the National League. <laughs> coming to help her. And when you sit down and do nothing, the anger can build and mm, that's you're getting point. in trouble. So again, affection, communication, and that means you have to take time to do that. And then uh, commitment to the family, being a good dad. Uh, she purrs like a kitten when you're a good dad, believe me. Okay, now the opposite again, just to recap. Um, what wives need to understand about helping the needs of her husband. Yeah, ladies, I know you're busy. You push six and a half hours to bring this little one to life, eight and a half for that middle child. That youngest, he just came out real quick. Okay, I get it. But you have to understand this man, and I know some of you say, Lehman, I have four children because my husband's the fourth one. That's not healthy. It's not good. He needs to be the husband. But you got to speak well of him, especially in front of other people. You have to understand he needs to be wanted and needed by you. That's physically and emotionally, and that leads to fulfillment. That's just the way it is. No, that's really good. You have this analogy of the tea kettle to talk about emotions. What Explain the tea kettle analogy. Well, it, you know, we tend to tuck. When life happens, little cheap shots, little something, you know, it's a little burr under the saddle, and, well, I'm not going to say anything about it. You know, and uh, but I'm going to remember it. It simmers, Mm -hmm. and then there's a trigger, and then it blows. And it's sort of like I hate to use this analogy, but I think it's a good one. You have the flu, 
okay? And you say, man, oh, and you throw up and you feel better because you throw up. But when you explode and it's anger and it's venom, you've literally thrown up on your mate. Yeah, you feel better, but what have you done? And so it's really important that you, to quote my favorite, one of my favorite all-time movies, What About Bob? (laughs) It's all about baby steps for some of us as men, baby steps. But it, it takes a while to understand this gift, this woman. Again, I say it, with tongue in cheek, but th- they are weird. I took San- I do I do Fox News in New York a lot. I took Sandy to New York with me recently, and there's Nine West Shoe Store. Now, ladies probably know what Nine West is. Of course. And she's in there two hours, Jean. And I was in there about ten minutes. Walked out, walked around Sixth Avenue, and went back in and made sure she was still with us. And uh, <laughs> she came out two hours later. Two hours later, and she doesn't have a shoe. And she says, we need to go to Soho. We need to go to Sam Edelman in Soho. Well, if you know New York City, Manhattan and Soho is a long cab right away. So like a train seal, I find myself in Soho. And she's in Sam Edelman for an hour. And that's three hours looking at shoes. And I'm so glad I took her to New York with me. And But when she came out, she had two, she wears a nine and a half narrow. How many men know what your shoe size of your wife is? Ooh, nine and a half that's narrow. Good. And she had two boxes of shoes with her, and it was like she had just struck the lottery or something. She was just beaming that she had oh. these shoes. And so I say, you know what? She's happy, I'm happy. There you go, that's good. Well, that's some really good stuff from Dr. Kevin Lehman. Um, Greg, I want to bounce off of something that Aaron said in light of what we just heard here. So uh, there are things that I, I want for my spouse. I actually need my spouse to give me something for the relationship to move forward. It's not an air-water kind of thing, but I need that. Um, but they're not, they're not doing it. They're not, they're not even interested in meeting that need. How do we extend some grace in those moments? Because I, I feel like I've been shut down, dismissed, and it's just not, I mean, why even ask anymore? Yeah, it's such an important distinction, again, between a need and a desire. And I, I always tell people, and it bugs them, like when we're teaching a seminar, I'll say, I don't need Aaron. Like God said that he came to give me life into to the full, abundant life, and as an individual, I can I can experience the, the the all that God desires for me. The difference is that I want Aaron. I desire her deeply. I want to spend my life with her. I believe that, you know, as two individuals who are full, whole, and healthy, when we come together, we boy we can accomplish amazing things. But the difference is, who do I view as my true source of fulfillment? I think that's really where it breaks down for a lot of people. When we first got married. There were ways that I tried to make Aaron responsible for how I felt in some areas. Like um, failure is a big kind of trigger for me. If I well, feel like for a lot of us, been, yeah, right. If yeah. I feel like I made a mistake or wasn't doing something right, and so I was constantly looking at Aaron and giving her that sort of power, that responsibility to make sure that whatever she's doing, whatever she's saying to me, she needs to make sure that I'm feeling successful and in in good about who I am. And that's not Aaron's job. 
she is not my source of determining what's true about me and, and if I'm successful or not. That's really between me and the Lord. Mm. So often the work that we do with, with couples, a lot of that work is is to help the individuals understand ways that they've been uh manipulating and not mm. not on purpose but manipulating their spouse mm. to to provide something that really it's not the spouse's job and so i think where i've grown in this is i really do recognize that god is my source of fulfillment that true source that i need to keep turning to him for who i am my identity um to recharge me to fill me up and then what i can give out is overflow aaron can make an incredible and she does she's an incredible assistant in that but you see the difference she's not responsible for me Mm. she is my assistant And, and so all that to say so let me circle back that's the difference between a need and a desire. Mm. You know, I need water and I need air and I need shelter and I need those things. And without it, I'm in big trouble. But within my marriage, there are, there, it just, I have to be so clear on who's responsible for what. And so much of it is, is I'm responsible for my care and well being. Yeah. And I really like the distinction that, that word desire has a lot of power. And so for you to say, I desire to spend time with Aaron, Aaron, you kind of brightened up when he said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty um, important thing, isn't it? It sure is. And it's recognizing, I love what Greg's saying, that so often what we do is we become manipulative to get what we want. And recognizing Greg wasn't created to meet my needs. My needs, my literal needs were being met before by God and by me, because that's my job as an adult. But I think often we don't recognize that. In heading into marriage, we assume that, oh, now I've got someone who's going to meet all my needs. Great. But then, <laughs> then, it, then reality it backfires. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, because if it really is a legitimate need, and this is, I think, where couples make a mistake, then you are very justified to demand that. Mm-hmm. So if I believe that sex is a need, that my well-being is at, is at stake if we're not having sex— then I have every right to demand that from Aaron. And, and really, she has no choice but to to meet that need. I'm saying that it's not. Yeah. Sex is an extremely strong, very important, big-time <laughs> desire. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a need because no one that I've ever heard, there's never been an example of someone dying because they didn't have sex. Now, I get it's not good for our marriage. That would create a whole lot of other problems. Yeah. So we need to figure that out. But it's different when I when I approach Aaron going, let's talk about our sexual relationship because it's a strong desire versus it's a need and the Bible says this and you need to and yeah. you need to and you should and Well and that's when it transitions into right. manipulation. Right. Yeah. Well this has been really interesting. I appreciate your thoughts and your candor. And um, as a listener, let me just direct your attention to a couple of resources. Uh, one would be the free marriage assessment that we have. It'll help you understand the strengths in your relationship and maybe um, help you with some struggles, um, pointing out ways to grow, uh, and there are links for that. And also, Dr. Kevin Lehman's book, The Intimate Connection, uh, so helpful, as you heard in the clip uh, with Jim and Jean Daly. Uh, Kevin Lehman has some great insights, always has some fun ways to frame things as well. Uh, get a copy of that book, The Intimate Connection, from us when you make a gift of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time donation. 
you can uh, make that contribution and get the book, and we'll link over to the uh, assessment as well. All the details are in the show notes. Well, every time uh, we feature them on our broadcast, Mylan and Kay Yurkovich are really popular, and we'll have a conversation with them next time uh, discussing uh, something we touched on here, overcoming sexual struggles. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller.